it's like an old man, um, maybe in his 80s, is standing on the Roman parapet or the Roman wall. And he's got like a tattered plaid coat and, you know, one of those like golf caps kind of and scruffy white fur for a face. <laughs> he's just observing you as you arrive. Uh, so we get our packs and... Uh... So there's there are residents here besides this guy. There's this guy apparently, and it's late, right? Morning, early morning. morning. It's morning. Yeah. Dawn is breaking. Yeah. Okay. So likely this is one of the secret society members, the Knights of the Plumage or whatever. I would, my guess is that he's here to watch over the feather. Uh, Hope puts her uh, pith helmet on. It's white this morning, like really clean white. Like you can't really get that kind of white if you've ever worn it before. That won't last more than like five minutes. So yeah, and, and Stacy, seeing this older gentleman, puts on their biggest smile and waves and says like the two words they know in Greek, you know, a greeting that they know, and and says hello, and then um, yeah, we, we continue on and see if see if this guy uh, responds in any way. He gives you a, a, a it's kind of a solemn wave. And just waits for you to come up. And walk towards them. Welcome. Uh, he says in kind of broken English. I assume this is the La Lingua Franca. This will work uh, very well, yes. Are you from Cairo? We are indeed. Are you a friend of Professor Hawass? Uh, we have corresponded, and I'm glad that he sent you. Uh, come this way. Thank you. We may want to hurry. We don't really want to explain why, but probably in our best interest. Yeah. The machine of war is behind you. I mean, literally. Two of them. Probably. Two of them. (laughs) (laughs) He nods, walks you down into um, the ruins of this Roman fort. And it goes down into a, 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 a reconstructed basement that looks like a living area. Couches. There's like posters with Hollywood starlets on it, you know, <laughs> like Rita Hayworth. <laughs> and there, uh, there's a table, they've been playing cards. You know, there's lots of, there's barrels and barrels of, you assume, some sort of beer. And uh, it kind of walks you past this area, and then there's a cafeteria he brings you into. Like, they completely retrofitted this fort into a living space. And there's a bunch of other older people in there. And, and they're in various reading books, playing games, and they're just sort of like, like you walk into a, an old person's center, you know, and, and they have like a radio going. Bingo numbers. <laughs> G48! <laughs> and, you know, they they all very startled to see visitors. Hi. Hey, Hello. Hello. Hey. Uh-oh. Secret Society, Secret Society, Secret Society. Hey. Um, and after the pieing and the greeting, they bring you back into a um, a chamber that looks like it was built in ancient Egypt. And now suddenly things turn a little surreal because you're leaving kind of like a game room into this this area that has a colonnade that goes back deep into the into the hills. And so he kind of gestures broadly. He says, "The feather is in there. Those that are worthy can pass the tests and take it from us." Mine. must take it to Thebes and rescue it from the powers of war. I have a question about these tests. Do they involve spiders at all? No. Okay, good. I'm in. Do you have a way to protect yourselves from these same uh, 
engines of war that we described? Our lives matter not. Well, I mean, oh, you've got to that. feather for so many years. We can no longer protect it. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to die. You can retire, you know. And get yourselves off this island. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go take this exam. All right. <laughs> um, anybody think they're worthy in particular? I'm looking at Hope. Anybody? I look past Stacy. Anybody? Hope? Anybody? Fine. Hope goes first. Okay, well, you cross, you're underground, if that wasn't clear, but you're going through a colonnade, and at the end of the colonnade is what is a pretty standard layout for an Egyptian temple. So okay. it's, it's rectangular, you know, there's columns that go in, and when you walk into there, it, it has like a big foyer on the inside, and it's just done like you would expect with the temple. It has all the lapis and all the hieroglyphics, and it's just beautifully architected. And it looks like a bigger version of what you saw in Dagia Sophia. And then from there, there are two uh, paths that you can go. Uh, on the threshold of one path is a hawk, and on the threshold of another path is a serpent. Okay. Uh, hope without even blinking an eye takes the hawk path. Yeah. Better. Okay. Well, you walk in through, and it's um, it, it's getting dark in there, so but you have flashlights. Yep. Well, you go up to the end of this other corridor, which looks a lot like the last. At the end is a chasm that goes darkness below. I mean, you really can't see with the flashlight how far down it goes, but you can hear water down there. And it sounds like the, the it sounds like the ocean, you know, maybe it's, maybe the waves or the tide are bringing water into this underground cavern, but it's so far down you cannot see. And okay. it, it, it goes probably about 50 feet across to the balcony across. And uh, that is, that's your first problem. So, did you guys follow me? At a safe distance. Great. Okay. You're doing uh, don't great. Suppose, don't suppose anybody brought, like, you know, crossbow with a rope or anything? Uh, everybody but Hope sees that there is a bridge. That's just because Hope was looking down. <laughs> nice. <laughs> really scan. So... <laughs> There's Just, I, I really don't want it. I'm not, I can't jump that far. Oh, no, we have a, no idea why. There's a bridge. She's like, there's what? Is there something wrong with the bridge? Do I see the bridge now? Yes. <laughs> it wasn't in your purview, but now, oh yeah. It's she she kind of turns her head to the left. Oh. But I mean, yeah, just reinforcement. Yeah, I mean, obviously the structural integrity of the bridge is probably suspect after all this time. Well, she's uh, not wrong. It's like a foot wide, this bridge. Smart. Okay, uh, what I would suggest one, we do... So one foot is, at a time? Yeah. Yeah, and tie a rope around the person who's going, and then the other person hold it, and then... I'm not nearly drunk enough to walk a straight line right now. I'll so go Hope first. goes first, Stacy goes second, and Hiram goes third. Perfect. Okay, uh, so, so Hope, roll your uh, luck die. You're stepping foot on the bridge. Can I tie myself to the... like? A loose loop around the bridge and like kind of drag it along with me. Yeah, yeah, it's small enough okay. for that. Sure. Okay, cool. I'll do it's that. It's a little spooky. That's that small, but yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, that's a two. Okay, so the very first step you step on collapses, like you know, Last Crusade style, just <laughs> underneath your feet, and you fall. Uh, but you have wrapped the rope around the bridge, and it catches you. I almost rather have spiders. Could somebody please pull me up? I'm going to make you take a condition for that. How does that make you feel? Uh, 
Well, that definitely caught me off guard. Okay. I assume I lost my condition while we were yeah. on the boat. Yeah, there was rest time. Okay, so yeah, I would rush up and not realizing that she's okay, like dive towards the bridge and grab the rope and then see that she's fine, but just dangling, you know, 10 feet below. Hoist her up. She's like, Hi there. Watch out for that first step. It's a doozy. It's a doozy. <laughs> glad, to, glad to see your your hand's okay now. Yep, my ankle. Rough shape. What, wait, what did you do to your ankle? Well, I just kind of slept on it wrong. All right, so... You didn't sleep! <laughs> exactly! Um, do you want to try the second step? Yeah, The bridge, uh, the bridge okay. has hieroglyphs on it. Oh. Can we look at those? Yeah. Can we read those? Now that you've broken it, you're looking at it a little closer, and you can see that there are hieroglyphs. Uh, we missed something. Uh, yeah, let's examine the hieroglyphs and what see if we can decipher oh. them. Yeah, okay, let's do a wit and lore. Um, I suppose you can all... Well, you could do a group roll if you want. I will assist by pointing and going, look, hieroglyphics. That's about as much as I can contribute to this roll. You could look for patterns. Maybe. Okay. There's the there's the bird hieroglyph. That's the important one. It's bird, snake, scroll, people, people, cat, snake, scroll. Do I get one extra die for two? You for can. Them? You oh. can, because they're looking for patterns, I think. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to push my luck, because that's zero successes. Wow. Yes, push it. So this looks like up... Up, down. Oh, wait. Down, at, left. Do, should I re-roll that? Because I'm at negative one die. Uh, no, that's all right. Just just go ahead and push and then subtract. Okay. Why did I have to remember one. that now? <laughs> <sighs> okay, that's a lot worse. Okay, so three successes and a one on my luck die. All right, sweet. So uh, you're looking around and you see the bridge and you look up and you're looking around and you're like, wait a minute. No, I remember this. This is uh, the... The, the Egyptian afterlife kind of thing. They're personifying that because you can see the different stages of the afterlife. And you notice that amidst the hieroglyphics, there are stones in the bridge that have a ferryman logo on it. Their logo. Uh-huh. Graphic. I don't know. What do you call it? Hieroglyph. Glyph. Yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and so, hard. yeah, and that that is where you need to step. The problem is that they are very far apart you're going to need some agility to not jump from tile to tile and it's probably beyond I mean the reason that this is a catch is that you realize how really difficult this is going to be uh, okay guys uh, you see the the ferryman glyph in these that one and that fourth one over there one that kind of looks like a chicken yeah the one that kind of looks like a chicken okay yeah I see that <laughs> one how I mean how seriously have you made it this far not even studied at all? Sorry to interrupt, but there are uh, sounds of old people being drugged up against walls and handcuffed, and there's barking orders in uh, English coming from behind you. Crap, so, we go gotta faster. go. Faster. Faster. go fa- yeah, alright, start going. So is that is that overwhelmed? Is that the catch you got? Off guard, actually. Yeah, you got another one, though, for, uh, for busting that luck. Oh. And you yeah, lost your luck dice. Your luck dice are gone now, so that's good. Yeah, it sounds like overwhelmed. Great. Negative three dice. That makes it so much easier. <laughs> All right, I start bounding my way across the bridge. All right, everybody, let's do a quick and stunt to see if you can land on the ferryman. I'm going to use my two hero die I just got for that last roll, though. Yes, you are. All right, so quick and stunt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One success. Cool. 
three successes. Nice. Including one success. success. Yeah, so I get those back. Nice. Yeah, you get two hero die back. Awesome. Yeah, you all kind of just skip across. I think, uh, I think Bob does it, like, really elegantly, though. Like, maybe a backflip or something happens at the end, or, like, a, a Black Widow landing. Oh, yeah, 100%, with the hair flip and everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. When you get which to the other that, side, uh, I want to, like, reach out my foot and intentionally step on the wrong one to try to keep other people from being able to... Oh, okay, good idea. Right, right. Uh, cool, so you all cross the chasm, and at that point, you see Azra and her goons all out in the back with guns drawn. This woman again? And uh, now that they know where the feather is, they don't need you anymore. So they are unloading their pistols. Running, we're running we're now. good. We're running. That's excellent. They're not going to shoot us now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Unloading yeah, so. the traditional way or... <laughs> no, unloading their bullets. Oh, the, the violent way. way. Violent way, yes. <laughs> Damn it. Alright, I will take shots back, but mostly I'm just trying to like duck and run just to give us a little bit of cover. Yeah, yeah, and all they can do is shoot blindly at this point because there's a chasm in between, but it, it, things are heating up for sure. Yeah, so, I mentioned um, it's 50 feet away. Yeah. Now, who, who's for? Are you all kind of running into the next chamber together, or is there a leader here? Hope's probably going first because she yeah. was moving first. All right, sorry. Uh, I think I'm your role last because I'm taking shots back. Let's do a, a a wit and savvy as you're entering this next corridor. Oh, good. I'm good at that. That's a lot of dice. I can pick them up. Except uh, minus three dice, Shiza. Because the minuses are for your catches. Yeah. Yeah. One success. Okay. Uh, you see that this corridor is heavily booby trapped. Um, there are blades in the ceiling that, if you step on the wrong place, are going to swing down. Looking for hieroglyphs. It's not a giant bowling ball. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, you do see that the uh, the hieroglyphs um, are symbolically gesturing towards basically disarming these traps. And with those successes, you can tell, like, oh, this is basically a button. And you can push it and then disarm. Awesome. But you caught it just in time. Can I tell for how long? Uh, it, it, you push it down and you hear a I go, guys, push the button before you go through. Alright, so you make it through. Push the button. You've stopped the blades from swiping down, but they've all reset behind you. Yep, that's why I told them to push the button. And you hear the British soldiers kind of coming through. Is there some way I can use my, um, style and scare to, uh, threaten them or put the fear of God into them? Yes. Um, That's what it's for. Go for it. So, so Hiram and I come across this uh, hallway, and I, I kind of say, Hiram, keep going. And I turn back, and I say, don't come any closer. We've set the trap to slice you to the ribbons. Something more. All right, let's see a style and uh, style and scare. One of them's made it across the bridge. All right. One, two successes. Okay, wow. That's good, because I got two as well. I was like, ooh, you didn't get it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay, so uh, you, you hear some hesitating, and one of them shouts back, hold on, that's traps! And there's one that's crossed the bridge. He's the one that's shouting back. And Azra is going to, yeah, Azra makes it across the bridge. She also does a Black Widow landing. <sighs> Copycat. <laughs> uh, the other guy makes it across. Wow. Can I shoot at them? You can. <laughs> yeah, they all made it. Wait, no, there's one more. 
Yeah, they all made it across. But yes, let's go ahead and do initiative, I suppose, if, if there's going to be some fighting here now that they're across. And I take negative three dice on my initiative, too, right? Yes, yes. I'd like to press my luck. Okay. This, this is quick um, stun, right? Yes, that's right. That was a good luck press. I'm happy with that. That's two. Both my dice. One. One. All right. Uh, then that means... That means you are first. So, I'm assuming you want to go... Keep on going in, right? Yeah, I definitely as keep you on can. going. Right. So you enter uh, the Chamber of Mott, which, if you're wondering what that looks like, you can look at the cover of the book. Nice. Uh, hey. Cool. There's a giant statue of Mott, who's a winged goddess, standing over a huge atrium. And she is in front of a council of gods. So there are these giant statues of all of the major gods of the Egyptian hierarchy in the Ennead. And in front of her is this huge scale, about 10 feet tall. And on one side of the scale is a giant ostrich feather, like an actual ostrich feather. It, it's a real feather. It's not like a, a cartouche or a stone or anything. Okay. And it is on the scale. And it, it is in, in, and so the side that the uh, ostrich feather on is lower. And it's just kind of suspended there as if it's made of magic. It looks like it should not be possible with what you're seeing. Okay. And uh, it's... it's uh, it's not lit, so you're seeing all this with a uh, <laughs> flashlight. Flashlight, yeah. Um, uh, however, there are torches if you wanted to light them. Uh, yeah, I'll start. I'll light a couple. Like, start lighting torches this is for my initiative. Okay. Just for all. All right. So we have a firefight erupting on the balcony of this temple. Right, let's see what the bad guys get. Yeah, I got a success in. So if you want to dodge bullets, you need to use your quick action now. All of us, or uh, just you two, just uh. I remember Stacy. Dodging is what now? It could be quick and stunt. Okay. It could be other things too, depending on how you're doing. I think I'm gonna push. Okay. I think I'm going to push as well. All right, that's much better. Two, three successes. All right, yeah. Great. No yeah, successes. You're, you're, you're not okay. So, uh, so Stacy, you totally get out of the way of the, of the flats or the okay. gunfire, and you're returning fire. So you kind of have like a, you're overwhelmed with fire. So it's going on now. Uh, Iram, on the other hand, it, it, too many bullets are coming too quickly, and you find yourself ducking behind a column, and the column side of exploding around you. And you're just you're in a tight spot; you really can't move. So you'll need to take a catch. Okay. Overwhelmed. Yeah. That tracks. So, uh, so they're going, and then um, Azra is shooting too, but she kind of loses patience and just like just starts marching towards you. Like she's just going in. Through the trap chamber, through the chap hallway? That is a good question. That. I don't know. Let me see if she can see that. No. <laughs> so, she, she, she has a quick action. Let's see if this works. Stacy, get ready with your I told you so. So, the, the blade just drops down from the ceiling and she's completely taken back. It does a shoulder roll, barely gets out of the way. But she's on the other side of it. What? That Their side or our side? Uh, your side. I got a success. Okay, so that was the uh, two successors. Everybody else gets to go now. So that's Stacy, Hiram. What do you want to do? Not counting the people shooting at us. Do we see the feather? Is there another place? The feather on the scale. Yeah. Okay. Do we just want to like try to get that and run? And the scale is tilted with the feather down. Right. 
So my thinking is that I'm taking my fountain pen, my signature item, and replace the feather with the fountain pen. Okay. Indiana Jones style. Yep. No I'm totally wait. Awesome. I'm way too late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you definitely late. yelled no wait. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's do it. Um, what are we going to call this? I think this is quick and stunt. It's not style? Okay, quick and stunt. Well, style and trick. You're trying to trick the scales. I just got a bunch of successes, right? <laughs> I'm just trying to remember if I, 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 I set aside some hero dice. I think I, I need to use carry. That was so I, long ago. I think I did. So, style, hero dice, and luck dice. Okay. One success, two successes. One of the successes is on my catacomb die. Of course. That matters. So, two successes. <laughs> Does that count as a hero die? <laughs> no, it's, it's just on my uh, regular <laughs> dice. It totally works. You're just like... <laughs> And you use your iconic die, your icon. You get my, use my iconic item, yeah. yeah. All right. So you switch the feather with the pen, and the scales do not move. So now you're holding this giant ostrich feather. Let's get out of here. In that moment, you hear and feel the desperation coming from the British people, the people, not the people in general, the people that are in that chamber. Um, one of them was a retired school teacher that called back into service doesn't really want to be here. Another one um, really has uh, strong feelings for Azra, but she just doesn't see him as anything but a commodity. Uh, the other is just angry at his life, at the lot he's been given, and he's going to prove himself. Azra is just trying to do her job, and she's frustrated that this is all going wrong, and she just wants the Empire, uh, not the Empire, but she wants the UK to be successful in this coming storm and nobody knows what this is. Nobody knows what's really going on here or the threat that's coming out of Germany and we need this. And so she's just kind of at this point of frustration. And you just know this all as a matter of fact. Did I have the feather? Yeah. And uh, you know, what, what are some of the secrets that he finds from uh, you, you both? From Hiram uh-huh. and Hope? Yeah. <sighs> hmm. Hope turns and sees the feather in your hand and there's a mix of emotions there's elation that the feather is in our possession there's a sense of crushing despair as she there's like a feeling like she didn't measure up and that's why you got the feather and not her and she's never going to be able to prove herself to her rival uh uh, even as the smile stays on her face, you can just sense this crushing defeat that's just almost, like, metaphorically taking her to her knees. Hiram would be more like, oh, I can't believe they actually pulled that off. I didn't really see that happening. <laughs> like, I'm really surprised that they came through at this point. It's shocking, actually. But uh, And uh, Hiram's, he knows he has a gambling problem, but uh, <laughs> probably not ready to deal with it yet. Can I can I use that information to uh, to take a, a say something or a quick action or something? Yeah, I would. Um, I would hope you would. Yeah, because yeah. you're, you're armed so, with some vital info now. So so uh, Stacy's got this feather. Looks around, looks at her at her teammates, and looks across the other way at these these others shooting at us and and trying to get at the feather, and um, kind of yells out to the enemy. Didn't they teach you this in school that? The good guys always win, and the bad guys better hope they find their way back to their family, trying to get under their skin. 
Yeah. And um and then I look to to Hiram and Hope and um what do you say we uh, I say something about gambling. Uh <laughs> you know, press our luck? Yeah, let's we got to press our luck and get out of here. I don't know how to get out of here yet, but <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my, my big fear is like, is there a way forward or do we have to go back? Yeah, like, that's a good question. Well, you have a turn next, but let's see how this goes. Let's do a, a style and sway. Style and sway. That's all my dice, people. Okay. We're going to split those threes and double down. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We have, with all of those dice, one success. Okay. The SIS agents kind of stop. Two successes, sorry. They, they stop when they see the feather, and they hear what you say, and they lower their weapons. Azra looks back and says, what are you doing? Get the feather! Get the feather! And they're just like, no. One of them says, this is a bit bigger than us, don't you think? Shouldn't the museum have it? Doesn't it belong in a museum? He doesn't have it. But he does say, this is a bit bigger than, than us. And um, another one, another guy says, yeah, this, this should go back to Thebes. But Azra is not convinced. Right. But it's not her turn. It is Hiram's turn. Hiram is overwhelmed, but, you know, Stacy is giving me the, the version of a pep talk. I'm going to gather myself. I'm going to stand up and we'll yell out, I've got you drawn down. If you don't back away, I'm going to shoot you. And we have the feather. I can't lie to you. That's the absolute truth. <laughs> Absolutely a lie. <laughs> All right, style and scare. Let's see it. All right. Uh, He's been tough so far, so let's see how. One success out of all those dice. Would it almost is one enough, or should I maybe push and try to get more successes? You can, but you don't need to. She got no successes. Okay. She looks back at the other as a mutiny. And she looks ahead at you, and she just sort of holds up her gun that drops it. The camera pulls in close, and you can see that all the cylinders on my gun are empty. Like I'm out. <laughs> Good choice. Now tell what? The, tell the professor. Tell the professor I'll see him after the war. And there probably won't even be a war. I think this is all overblown, anyways. Cooler heads will prevail. <laughs> you can you can bet the house on that one. You do have a gambling problem. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll cut the scene there and we're going to open in the temple of Thebes where uh, Hassam and you are all putting the feather in its rightful place beneath the streets of Cairo in the secret temple of Mott, safe from the war machines. So I'll give you a moment to have kind of an, a, an outro for your character now that you have completed the mission, kept the feather out of the allies' hands. And the Axis. And the Axis. Yeah. Although they didn't make an appearance. So you find uh, Stacy in, uh, in a cafe with a, uh, where is my book? With some kind of uh, notepad, writing away. And um, as you get closer, you see that she's writing away with like a crappy pencil. And <laughs> it's like the tip, the tip breaks. She you know grabs one of those little pencil sharpeners writing away and she's, she's telling the story of hope and her and hope's compatriots downplaying stacy's own role playing up 
Hiram's role and all the injuries that Hiram had and <laughs> the uh, the dangers that, that he put himself into, all so that Hope could uh, figure out the puzzle. And uh, so writing this long story, semi-factual, semi-sensational, to really build up Hope and Hope's confidence and Hope's uh, future. Because Stacy sees that Hope is, uh, is a big future in the organization. And it's going to become a, I don't know if it's going to become a story in the annals of the, of the organization or if it's going to become a uh, publicized piece that is going to bring some fame to Hope. Not quite sure about this. But you can see that she's a little frustrated about the uh, loss of her pen. When it gets published after the war, it gets picked up by Hollywood and becomes the next James Bond. Awesome. Uh, so as far as Hiram, the, the entire trip back, um, Hiram never wanted to touch the feather, like the idea of, of knowing the absolute truth and what other people might think of him was kind of terrifying. So he would uh, you know, make a specific point to never want to touch the feather. And then sort of at the last moment, once we put the feather in its place and, and everyone's there, and we, we probably just stand around looking at it for a little while and until it gets really awkward. And then like <laughs> one by one, everyone starts to walk away, but Hiram goes last. And when he's the last one in the room, I'll reach out and just like put my finger on the feather and I'll kind of look up and it's that very clear. I'm getting some sort of knowledge here. And I just kind of nod my head. I walk back away and then we, we cut to him. He's packing his stuff up and he finds a, another bottle of whiskey. Of course, he's gathered and he sets it out. He, he purposely doesn't pack it. So it looks like, you know, he's, he's made this positive change. He's, he hefts his pack. He smiles. It's like, today's going to be a good day. And then we smash cut. I'm in a casino. I'm down to my last dollar. And there's like three or four people around me. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> Baby needs this one. Come on. And then like as the dice tumble, yeah, we cut. So we don't see what happens. <laughs> nice. I, have one, I have one question on that. Where was the bandage when you were in the casino? <laughs> uh, probably on my hand. Like my hands wrapped like it's been burned. <laughs> Sweet. All right. How do we leave hope? Uh, we actually don't see in the final like scene. You don't see hope, but there's there's blackness, and then there's just a, a few words on the bottom that says twelve years later, and they cut to the inside of a classroom, and you hear a voice speaking on the the feather of Mott and the the Egyptian gods, and it's an adult version of Hope standing in front of a lectern giving a a speech. And you now can see that this is the Nobel laureates are arrayed in front of her. Wow. And then she finally t- finishes the, what she's saying. It says, I'm very honored to introduce the Nobel Prize winner for literature, J. Stacy Aronson. She steps back, and a slightly older Stacy walks onto stage to accept their Nobel Prize. Sweet. Nice. Well, I think that concludes this adventure. Huzzah! Yay! Hold it off in your pulpy greatness. Excellent. Hopefully after those, after those years, my, compli- my uh, catches have fallen off. Yes. Yeah, yeah you, you compiled a few. Yeah. 
Uh, well, thank you, Chris, so much for, for showing off your game to us tonight. I really appreciate it. Uh, one more time, where can people find you on the internet if they want to come talk to you? And where can they find this uh, this game if they want to go try it for themselves? You can find me at Ray Author, J-E-R-E-Y, the correct way of spelling it. Um, and uh, on Twitter, I think I'm there mostly. Um, also, Christopher.world is where I keep all of my information. Uh, the game, you can find at GollumNightGames.com or on Drive-Thru. And there'll be links in the show notes when this comes out, eventually audio only to all that stuff as well. Uh, Jack, where can people find you if there's anything you want to plug? I don't have anything to plug. I just love playing games. And, but you can find me at Jack Vinson just about everywhere. So you can find me. I've got my own website, but that's mostly business stuff. Gamers aren't going to find very much interest there. <laughs> all right. And then Kaylee. Fair. You can find me on the socials at, at AnimeGirl, A-N-I-M-E-I-G-R-R-L. You can also catch me, uh, wow, it's Wednesday, so Friday, two nights from now, over on Twitch's, uh, over on the Twitch channel Rook and Rasp, that's twitch.tv slash Rook and Rasp, all spelled out. We are in the penultimate episode of our three-episode arc of Battlelords of the 23rd Century, the Savage Worlds Edition, where I play a Mudachen, uh, basically mage, and we're attempting to escape from a prison planet that seems to be more than it is. 7 p.m. Friday. As for myself, Michael, you can find me mostly at the RPG Academy. I also was on Rook and Rasp a while back showing off my action pulp adventure game called Action 12 Cinema, which, uh, fingers crossed, will be coming out somewhere soon that you can get, but not, not quite yet. See, I also have a love for these types of movies. Mine's a little bit more into the silly realm uh, than the pulp, but uh, hopefully people have a chance to check that out. But mostly you can find me on Twitter at the RPG Academy or on our Discord, which is a wonderful, it's my favorite place on the internet. It's just wonderful people hanging out, talking about cool stuff that we all enjoy. Thank you all for watching and listening, and uh, come back for more. We'll have more sample adventures in the future. Uh, thanks everybody who's watching, Rumi and uh, Skyrider19 specifically. They, they were chatting with us quite a bit, so thank you. Jack, don't forget. If you're having, if you're having fun, fun, you're doing it right. You're doing it right. Thanks. Totally. Bye. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize, but there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy. Or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. 
The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.